Welcome to Amalgam, a podcast focusing on creatives and entrepreneurs. You can enjoy the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and YouTube. If you would like to get in touch or support the show, please visit AmalgamPodcast.com. Check out the blog for each episode on the Apple News app and follow us on Instagram at Amalgam Podcast. Thank you for taking the time to check out our show and please enjoy this new episode. Episode 13 of the Amalgam Podcast. We're kicking things off over FaceTime audio. I have Mallory Weeby with me from Weeby Kind. Mallory, I want to let you explain what your business is, but go ahead and say hey to everybody first. Hey, everybody. My name's Mallory. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the podcast, Corbin. Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me. What yeah. is Weeby Kind? Weeby Kind. Weeby Kind is a CBD herbal apothecary business that I am the sole driving force behind. Uh, yeah, it's for people and pets. People and pets, okay. Yep. And um, the inspiration behind this business, what is, is there something specific or is there a general thing going on that had you start this business? Well, it's a general thing that kind of leads to something more specific. Um, okay. So I've been using cannabis since I was probably 16 years old, maybe even 15. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a pretty integral part of my life. Um, not only do I use it as a medicine, but I've also been in the farming industry for, you know, for about 10, being a trimmer, just traveling okay. around and doing that. But this specific CBD business is based on my dog, actually. Mm -hmm. I've had Kazi since I was 18 years old. He is my love, my spirit animal, my everything. <laughs> um, he tore his canine crucial ligament, which is equivalent to our ACLs. Okay. And um, he did it when he was nine. So I went against the surgery. I was like, I'm not going to have him in quarantine for months. I'm not going to have him go through this whole thing. Yada, yada. So anyways, you can imagine as he got older, he created more and more of a limp. Mm -hmm. Um. So I was gifted a few, like a syringe full of full spectrum CBD oil by actually um, somebody that we went to high school with, uh, Jesse Orton. I don't know if you remember him, but anyways, he gave me the CBD oil and I made CBD gummies, CBD, CBD dog gummies for Kazi. Mm -hmm. It was about a week into it of giving it to him every day. And I was like, <laughs> this is amazing. Like we could go on hikes for, you know, probably twice the, the length of time. And Cosmo mm -hmm. still is not limping. And he's like, you know, reverted kind of like back to puppy status. And it was just so incredible to see that and just really warmed my heart. So really, that's just that inspired okay. the whole deal. Very Yeah, very close to home. Um, yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. So what sort of products does We Be Kind offer or, or do you choose to focus on a select few? Um, I have a, f I think I have five or six right now that okay. I'm really focusing on and I'm trying to like master, trying to perfect it. <laughs> okay. Yep, um, yep. there are some products in the future, but the products that I offer right now are a CBD pet tincture that's salmon oil based. Um, it's for cats and dogs. 
Okay. I offer CBD salve that's great for like achy muscles and arthritis and eczema. Um, I offer CBD gummies, and one of my favorites is uh, CBD bath bombs. Right. Yeah. The bath bombs. Awesome. They're the bomb. Um. So, uh, and this I might be answering my own question here, but how were those products developed, and why did you? Why did they make the cut, and why did you choose to do those? And I'm, and I'm going to venture a guess that some of this stuff just takes to CBD oil, and that's what you can bake it into, or or, no, or am I wrong? Not necessarily. So before, okay. so I've actually had Weeby Kind for about six years. Okay. Um, I transitioned to CBDs about a year and a half ago. Before that, I was just using like THC, like cannabis, like. Okay. Just making my own stuff, not getting it tested, just total black market kind of thing. Okay. Uh, um, so within that, I had products already developed. And so I just care. It was easy for me to carry it over. Ah, I see. I see. However, I, um, I was not making bath bombs, gummies, or pet tincture. So it was mainly just, well, actually, it was just the salve that I took over. Oh, okay. So yeah, just so sorry. Yeah, no, I'm no, that's okay. on that. The salve I brought over from my old business. But the other ones, the pet tincture was for the, you know, the dogs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I just, I guess I just kind of came up with them and was inspired because I love to take baths. <laughs> bombs. So yep. I was like, I'm just going to start making these bad boys. And holy crap, I can't even tell you how many bath bombs I've made since I've started. Yeah. <laughs> It's crazy. That's, that's awesome. I want to get into the specific process of that. But before, I, I just want to ask, are you, what's coming down the pipeline or what are some products you would like to develop? Oh, I'm so excited. Um, I actually, <laughs> I'm going to have a CBD sunscreen. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Right? Oh, I'm really just, the benefits of that are just incredible. And the sunscreens right. you, that we use now are, I mean, I'm not sure if you're aware, but um, I would say 99% of them are just toxic and they do more damage than the sun actually does. So hmm, I, I haven't worn sunscreen in years. I've been an avid non-sunscreen wearer. So I was okay. like, well, people still need sun protection. So I'm taking it into my own hands and I'm going to make an all natural sunscreen with CBD. That's pretty cool. So how do you, what is like the sun blocking ingredient in sunscreen? I was actually just kind of thinking about this the other day because you know how they rate it with your, yeah. your SPF? How, yep. what, what do you put in it to make it block the sun? Zinc oxide. Zinc oxide. Yeah. I mean, there's a few other oils like carrot oil and coconut oil and let's do like a jojoba oil that have like between three to five um, SPF rating. Mm-hmm. But it's a zinc oxide that is like, I don't know if you've seen like thicker sunscreens, it's the white. Okay. It creates an actual like visible barrier. So right. That's, that's what I put in it. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Learning, learning new stuff. Let's dive into marketing. Yes, exactly. So obviously you, you were already kind of making products and developing products. So mm-hmm. When it came to begin marketing for, let's just do the Weeby Kind um, CBD side of stuff. Mm-hmm. What did you do first and what do you do now? So when I started the CBDs, I opened, I started my first Instagram account, actually. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. what got me into Instagram because I needed to get my stuff out there. But 
you know, I didn't have a lot of capital to like mm-hmm. buy radio commercials or mm-hmm. banners or any of this kind of stuff. So Instagram was a good foundation for me. Mm-hmm. Like, and is it just Instagram or are you doing, I thought I saw you, you did a radio commercial recently, right? Yeah, I'm on something? the radio around here and it's really cool. great. A lot of people come up and they're like, oh, I heard you on the radio. So good. it feels good. Yeah, because it's not cheap. <laughs> <laughs> not cheap. Yeah, I, I bet. Yeah, at least this will be free though, you know. Yeah, we'll reach, oh, thanks Corbin. <laughs> yeah, you'll, you'll, reach, you'll reach a few people. So um, that was the beginning. You mm-hmm. you open up an Instagram account. So yeah. now you've you've graduated to the radio and things. But what are you mm-hmm. primarily doing now for marketing? Is it mostly Instagram, or are you? I see you do a lot of foot foot traffic. You're you're moving. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Honestly, Instagram and Facebook. I have a group on Facebook that I okay. use. Yep. I also try to sponsor a lot of people and give away a lot of my product to people that uh, are like raising money for certain things. Yep. Yep. That's um, a great idea. Well, yeah, it's awesome. It's 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 a marketing technique and you're also helping raise money mm-hmm. for a great cause. So it's just like double yeah. whammy awesomeness. Exactly. You're totally donating at the same time. And... Yeah. Um, and you know, that's, and that's about it. Okay. In the beginning... Knowing what you know now for marketing specifically or anything specifically, what would you what would you do differently? I would have I know this sounds so silly, but I took like a a short Instagram class online mm-hmm. on like, you know, how to use your hashtags and when to post and like all of this kind of stuff. Oh, I wish yeah, I'd yeah. have taken that earlier. Because Instagram is a great platform. Okay. You know, and I, I would have you know, I I still need to do this, but going live and doing that kind of stuff and being more personable, like I need to get better at that. Ah, uh, right. Technique too. Like I showing think, you showing yourself a little more, being yeah, out there. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, like this business is just me. Like mm-hmm. people think like I'm this big company, and it's like no, 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 no. <laughs> it's just right. me. Well, I mean, the way you're doing it, it is it is impressive, and it and it does Thank seem you. like a, a huge operation for sure. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not the first person I've heard say that. Like, you've got to really, in you know, you can't look at it as like you're you're being like self-absorbed or anything if you put your face on your Instagram account. You know what I mean? Sometimes yeah. I I get a little like self guilt or like I'm not I don't want to. I don't want to put my face out there because I don't want people to think that I want them to look at my face. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right? But, yeah. So, but no, at the it same makes time, more personable. Yes, and you're only having that argument internally. No one else is thinking that, right? anyways. <laughs> so, Definitely. That's interesting. Yeah, I Instagram the little tricks and the little. The little finesses, there, there's definitely stuff out there that you can be trying, you know, and seeing if it does something differently or not. I mean, whether you think it's tacky or not, to hashtag at least 11 times, it definitely improves the number of likes you get. It helps, yeah. It's, yeah, I didn't, I didn't believe it or I didn't want to believe it in the beginning. But now that mm-hmm. I have experienced it, I'm like, okay, well. I guess know. it works. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next question would be then how has the user or your user's response been 
and how has that evolved as as your business continues to develop my customers responses have been it's like what keeps me going to be honest like i'm literally changing people's lives for the better and i like will just sit and cry sometimes after reading these messages really yeah Yeah. it's um it's like i'm I'm getting chills and like i'm not only helping people but i'm helping animals and like Mm -hmm. i don't know if you know this about me probably don't because i didn't really know this when i was in high school but I don't, I, I want to have an animal sanctuary. Like animals are my thing. Okay. All right. So just the fact that I'm helping people and animals, like that's, that's, that's what gets me. It's helping you move, move forward and grind through the tougher days for sure. Yeah. Yeah. People's response has been really great. (laughs) Okay. So I guess the follow-up question would be, have you seen any sort of particular events or moments that saw a larger, uh, like, um, I don't know, kind of turning points in like the growth of your sales or the, or the quantities you're moving? Can you, or is it, is it been kind of just a steady, steady increase as it, it's as kind it of goes been a along? steady incline? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's been, you know, started off small and just kind of been working its way up and all my stores have been reordering and the reordering the re- the reorders have been you know slowly getting bigger and like you know more and more and it's yeah does That's, that answer the question in my oh totally no that? this is exactly okay. it so it's you're you're really seeing what you put into this as if you see steady growth i mean that that means every inch you're pushing forward with a new thing you're trying to do or new marketing bit or whatever you're seeing results from that and that's that's killer and and then like you mentioned the the repeat people i mean the renewing sales that's got to be like the the real feel so good yes for sure yeah Um, like not only did you order for me but you want to order more because you liked it mm -hmm. (laughs) that's awesome and your customers liked it yeah the customers are asking for it i mean that's really all that says is that people want people are asking for your stuff and they want more of it and that's that's killer okay so changing changing uh directions then if you were going to start a completely new business what would it be you know i've thought about this question and i don't know if this is really considered a business but like i'm going to open up an animal sanctuary that's like the Mm -hmm. new that's the next step for me the question should have been new new project or business because that that answers it yeah, that's, you know, once I get more on my feet with this business, like a portion of the profits are going to go towards me buying property and opening up an animal sanctuary. Okay. But so I need when, to like, I need to learn how to get loans or investments or something. Yes, that would probably Advanced. be the next phase is to get, get other people to, because you can put in what you can put in, but sometimes you just need somebody to put in a ton of money. Yeah, <laughs> and then, I... I've I've learned this about myself and I'm trying to get better at it, but I'm not the best at asking for help. Like uh, this business has been really rewarding, but it's also been very challenging. Uh, I have not gotten any loans, investors, like anything. It's just been me. <laughs> pure sweat equity. Yeah. <laughs> so I need to get better at asking for help and that within that, like that will get me to bigger places because there are Mm -hmm. people out there that share the same passion as I do about Mm -hmm. animals. They just don't have the time 
or the same drive that I do about mm-hmm. actually like saving them. So I just need to connect with people <laughs> that have yeah. that, that also have a ton of money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, um, and, and like you said, like kind of with your steady growth with everything, like, you know, as you plug along, you know, someone's going to notice at some point that, Hey, you have this outspoken goal, you know, you're going to, as you move forward, you're going to start talking about it more and more and more. And you never know who might hear and just say, yeah, I'll, I'll bankroll that. No problem. Let's do it. Well, if you're uh, out there, <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> let me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, um, Oh, I got an extra question then. When yeah. when are you going to hire staff? When do you oh when my do you God, that's been so heavy on my mind, Corbin? <laughs> Honestly, like I need to hire somebody yesterday. Mhm. Spoken like a true entrepreneur. Uh, yeah. I I'm honestly like thinking about asking my boyfriend to jump on or okay. I don't know if but you know, that's kind of like I don't know. That's a little weird territory. Mixing, mixing work and in personal life. Yeah, like it could all go really well, or it could not. So, um, yeah, there's that. But I don't know. I really need to hire somebody because I yeah. need to focus on my products and getting new products out there. But my a lot of my time is taken up by production, packaging, huh? and yeah, just making the stuff that I already have. And shipping and, you know, posting on Instagram and my, my Facebook group and like all this stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you really are the marketing, the sales, you're the production and everything in between. So you know what I just put together actually is my brother's girlfriend, Caitlin. She's going to start, um, being a moderator on my social network platforms. Perfect. I got that going for me nice work yeah little little things like that you can just ask for a little like uh my sister she edits the blog posts you know I what i mean <laughs> she loves it too <laughs> she, but we um yeah you know it pulled her in on like and you know of course there's other people will bounce stuff off and questions for sure and then but yeah you gotta you gotta take those take those where you can because if they're sharing the same kind of energy to build what you're working on and everything, all the help you can get for sure. So that's a step in the right direction for you. There you go. Yeah. What would a production, um, like a production person be the next solution or, uh, next logical thing for you? Or would you want some help somewhere else like sales? I think sales. Oh, okay. Cool. Sales is not my forte. And Mm -hmm. the only reason I really got to get the gonads to like go into these stores (laughs) is, um, a, my dad, my dad, my dad has helped me so much. Just like, that's awesome. Yeah. He's been so supportive and sweet and like always there when I have a question, cause he's like businessman through and through and numbers are his thing. That's so, his bug. His his bugaboos is when yeah, the numbers aren't in line. Total opposite <laughs> of me. Like, <laughs> not my thing. So there's my dad, totally like pushing me. Like Mal, you just got to go in. People say no, it's okay. Yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. So I started going in, and I really haven't received like any no's. I think maybe two or three. Which total. is the worst somebody's gonna say to you? It's not like they'll be like, "Get out of my store." Yeah, yeah, you know, like. Yeah, and no, it's totally okay. And I tell that to people Uh all the time. But, you know, when it comes down to it, it's like, I don't want anybody to say no to me because that means they don't like me. But that's (laughs) that's totally not it. 
<laughs> yeah, it's not personal <laughs> it's for not sure. At all. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, a salesperson. So, we need a salesperson for your business. Yeah. Everybody's listening. Yeah. We need four references and a cover letter. Yeah, please. Malpalwebekind.com. Malpalwebekind.com. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so the motivation behind your products is is obviously focused on health benefits um, mentally yeah. and physically. Do you ever find yourself, and maybe not because, you know, you're not going to go into a store that you know doesn't want to sell your products asking them to sell them, but do you ever find yourself kind of defending against the stigma of um, marijuana-based products, in, or do you see that changing, obviously, as states decriminalize and legalize you know honestly this the stigma isn't that strong so much anymore in my eyes in my experience mm -hmm. okay. um, it's not so much battling with people about you know cannabis is good cannabis is bad it's more like people are kind of like just starting to open up their hearts and their minds to it mm -hmm. so it's them just kind of poking around at me like you know and then once I kind of make them feel better about it, then they completely open up and they're like, oh, my God, I have this, this and this. What can you do? Da, 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 da. Oh, okay. So it's people are, are way more open to it or they're starting to be open to it. And so it's I feel like I've taken on the role of opening up them more. Kind <laughs> of in, intermediary a little bit. Yeah, to... I've always been a good um, cannabis spokesperson. Proponent proponent yeah spokesperson follow follow we be kind on instagram and you will see on her instagram story that i mean it's it's exhausting watching your instagram story at times like man you're on the move <laughs> and, and honestly I, recently i haven't even had time to post stuff it's crazy mm -hmm. yeah and that's what's kind of nice about the story is that informal sense of everything. It kind of just allows you to be in the moment and allows you yeah. to really say, hey, this is what's happening now. It still kind of serves the same purpose, but it's, I find myself posting less and less and more and more just on the story. And I, I need to kind of get back to like actual something that stays on your timeline. You know what I mean? Whereas everything yeah. else. But I also like the Instagram stories a lot. So I don't know. Yeah, my, dad, my dad's like, are you posting every day? Are you posting three times a day? I'm like, well, God, Dad, what? <laughs> You're going to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Dad, get out of here. You're not supposed to understand like, you Instagram gotta drop exists. It in, you got to drive it into their brains. You got to, like, you know, consistently let them know that you're around and what you're doing. I'm like, you're right, Dad, but it takes a lot of time to post <laughs> things. Right. And, I mean, and you're both right. And, and they do say that about retail. Like it takes somebody, somebody was telling me it takes, it was Jonathan way back from like episode three. It takes like seven times to send somebody like a message before they're like, all right, I'll do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, okay, I'll buy the shirt. And it's like, it, I've seen it, you know, I, I do it all the time. I'm like, I'm going to put that on a list. I'm not going to buy that for like eight months at least. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But but these are those are larger purchases. They're not uh, like a considerable purchase. Those are purchase. adult purchases. <laughs> but hey, taking care of your health, your mental and physical health, is an adult purchase these days. 
Yeah. And you know, one of my, another one of my driving forces behind this whole business is I'm trying to get people to take less pills Uh, and I've been doing that and it's freaking heartwarming. That's good because there is a giant, giant opioid issue. It's disgusting. Manufactured opioid issue in the country. I'm sure. Yeah, I just had another. I just had a friend pass away on the Fourth of July. I mean, we weren't very close, but it's like that kind of stuff happens all the Mm -hmm. time to people. And I want to help reduce it. Right. And any any step in that direction is a positive step. So yeah. CBD. So let's talk about that. Is it, is it a method just replacement or, or what does it help wean away from withdrawal symptoms or how does it, how does it work when you're dealing with a opioid addiction? Oh, uh, you know, I guess everybody's probably kind of different. Everybody's different. And like if I've never experienced heroin, but I know that if you were like to give somebody that's just getting off of heroin, you gave them CBDs, it's probably not going to do much. Okay. You know, CBDs are something more as like a wellness supplement to help. It helps get your body back into homeostasis, gets it back balanced. Okay. With somebody that is coming off of heroin, it would be a good supplement, you know, but it's not going to, not going to magically make them feel better just because they're taking CBDs when they're right. coming down. What's, what's that stuff? Ibogaine um, yeah. down in Mexico where it'll like remove the actual withdrawal symptoms or yeah. distract your brain from having them or something along those lines. So it's not necessarily yeah. that. No, okay. <laughs> no, but that stuff is crazy. I've never done it, but yeah, I've just seen the documentaries on it, and then all the controversy about whether or not it's it's allowed domestically versus all the testing they want to do on it, and blah blah blah. Logistically, um, what sort of licenses or permits or regulations are you required to have in order to produce your products, if any? Well, there are a few. It's definitely not okay. as regulated as the cannabis industry right now. Holy okay. crap! Um, <laughs> So basically, I have to have I have to use CBD oil that is derived from hemp. Okay. And it has to be below 0.03% in THC. Okay. And with that, as long as I have my seller's permit, my business license, all of that kind of stuff, um I can sell wherever. Do you have to get your stuff tested somewhere or how does how do you label it for that or is it uh, just kind of I have the certificate of analysis for all of the CBD products that I have or that I use oh, or CBD awesome. oil that I use. Excuse me. So it says like what cannabinoids are in there and what percentage of each is in each cannabinoid. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So that's how you cover that. Yeah. That's what stores ask for when I approach them. Awesome. Because if they sell something – that is a cannabis product that has above T, you know, 0.03%. Mm-hmm. Like it's say, let's say it's like a spa. Like they could get in a lot of trouble. Oh, I imagine. Yeah. So I imagine. Okay. So follow up question has the, how has that changed over the years? And do you have an opinion on the marijuana industry today when the, in the amount of, licensing and all that stuff that comes with it for people that use cannabis with like high amounts of thc is that what you're talking about um or just like as a whole or as a whole i was guessing kind of as a whole but if it needs to be broken down into 
two separate bins, then let's do the CBD bin. How has the regulations changed over the years? Yes. Um, I've just been in it about a year and a half. Okay. And, okay. you know, something just passed within the last few days, actually, and I feel silly that I'm not up to date on this, but it's just changing all the time. That's hard to keep up on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know what? I'm just not that informed with the whole process. I have, mm-hmm. an, I have an attorney on my team who is my stepfather. So mm-hmm. he takes care of all that stuff for me and makes sure, makes sure that I am doing everything correctly and legally. Yep. That's, that's totally cool because. Yeah. He is a lawyer and he's actually a cannabis attorney. Spe- so it's specific perfect. Interesting. So, yeah. so he's got you kind of, Hey, we're, we've got this now you need to, you know, do a, B and C and then you just, you hop to and take care of it. Uh, pretty much. Yeah. His name's Matthew Pappas. He's out of Los Angeles. He's really, really wonderful. He's helped okay. me a lot. Um, and he is really sweet to my mother. Good. Okay. Yeah. Shout out Matthew Pappas. Yeah. Attorney, attorney need a cannabis law. lawyer. He's your yeah. man. <laughs> now let's, let's get back a little bit to the product. Now that I have all okay. the boring regulation questions out of the way, do no. you... How do you make your product? And let's do the bath bomb um, and in layman's terms. Basically, you have a dry powder that you make up of uh, citric acid, baking soda, and then whatever else you want to put in there. Um, okay. There's oils, you know, the CBD oil in there. And then you mm-hmm. just either take water, witch hazel, even more oil, and you just wet it up and you kind of mush it in your hands and you shape it and then mm-hmm. you let it dry and the, the the bath bombs that i make are actually um pressed in soap molds so they actually have to stay in there for quite a while until they're ready how, how many of those do you have laid out at a time like what's a what's a well, batch size for let's you let's go into my kitchen shall we <laughs> right now i have let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine 11 times four, 44. I have 44 bath bombs in my kitchen right now laid out in molds plus one, two, three, four times, uh, 32 foot soaks. Okay. So you're batching about a hundred, almost a hundred units at a time. And, and how long, how long until that batch is complete? And when did you start it? Um, I started it yesterday and I'm not going to take them out until tomorrow. Oh, okay. So what alternatives do you have when you want to amp that up? Let's say you wanted to like double your output. Do you have to buy like a specific like rack or do you have to, how would you go about doing that? And are you pretty close to getting to doing something like that? Oh, I, I'm going to need to move. Okay. Or yeah, build no, a shop. Mo- uh, moving is on my radar. I actually am really wanting to buy property. Mm-hmm. So that that whole thing is on my radar right now. And with that, I will have a whole part of my house dedicated. <laughs> a production facility. Yeah, honestly, like, I want to have a whole room dedicated to my products, right? But just like mm-hmm. a curing room. Just want a curing, drying, okay, so blown, like, don't nobody touch it room. Yeah, have, have like staging for... um each phase 
What? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so you could stage each phase of yeah. production. Yeah, and just have it be more organized. Like that's what I would really like. Mm-hmm. The house that I'm living in right now is pretty it's pretty small. I live mm-hmm. in my own place, but it's pretty pretty tiny. <laughs> you're making you're making do. Yeah, totally. We were talking about container sheds or container shops on the last yeah. episode. You should get that's one sweet. of those containers or get a couple of them. But yeah, I'm down. I just need to find a grant writer, find me some money. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Find me some money. <laughs> well, um, I'm, I'm honestly like I'm on the hunt for a grant writer. So if you okay. have one, send them my way. Well, what's, what's a grant writer for, and why do people need one? Because I don't... I've heard of, like, scientists at, you know, universities applying for grants or whatever to do research, but what... Do they just give grants out for everybody? What's going on here? Not necessarily. Um, okay. There are grants out there for people who want to save animals. Ah, okay. So this yeah. would link to the sanctuary thing. Yeah. Okay. It's part yeah, of... It, it all links back to the sanctuary thing. This whole money thing, like me needing money, is it's like... Just it's to all get for the that. Animals. Like, okay, got yeah, it. I'm not. I'm not trying to sound like boastful or materialistic. It's this is just this is all for the animals. Right. No. It, yeah. There's. This is not for a mansion. No. Four thousand no. square foot home. It's a, no. This is. This is for acres and acres of fenced-in property where animals <laughs> can be happy. Um, so if you want to build an animal sanctuary, obviously you need lots of land, but what sort of facilities do you need to build if you wanted to make a sanctuary? I mean, you know, I have my visions, but I, I just don't really know. And honestly, like, I'm not just going to, my, the animals that I want to save aren't just going to be cats and dogs. It's going to be whatever needs me. So I'm going to need, I already know I'm going to need acres of fenced in property. I'm going to need a couple barns. Um, I'm probably going to need like a pond or something, you know, mm-hmm. like I'm going to need yeah. a lot. A watering hole. I'm saving like lions and tigers, I'm going to need <laughs> a lot more than that. You're going to need some trees that giraffes eat in case yeah, you get a giraffe. Yeah, you know, like I'm not going to discriminate. <laughs> Whatever needs me. And I'm going to need a crew of people that also share the same passion. Cause... Well, no, it feels like you'd need some animal trainers. Um, definitely. Well, actually, I went through Animal Behavior College when I was 23, so I have a little bit of education under my belt. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I'm a dog trainer. I've never done it as a business. I honestly just wanted to know the inner workings of how dogs communicate and how gotcha. to take care of them. Yeah, and, and just be be a better owner for your doggies. Exactly. That's awesome. There's a bunch of noise going on outside. There's a field in my backyard in between all our houses, and there's a bunch of people screaming. And I'm, I'm so curious okay. what's going. I I think so. I think it's kids running and playing. But okay, it stopped now. Hey, stop it, Pinochle. I rescued this little tiny bird. He's so cute. His name's Pinochle, and he like he like. He, there's no way he's gonna survive out on his own because he like plays with my dogs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like if he sees a cat or another dog, he's like, "Oh, hey, what's up?" So yeah, and they're gonna be like, Hoo. "Exactly." So Pinochle is my little rescue, and he has open door policy right now. Open cage policy. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. He's graduated. That's funny. 
Yeah, he just flies around and like lands on my shoulder. Or... Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Pinochle. That's pinochle. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, ready? Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, go ahead. um, well, I got two questions left, and then we could probably wrap this puppy up right on okay. schedule. Ten yeah. o'clock. Okay. So when you decided to break into full production, what happened first? I feel like we've kind of answered this question already, but. It was just, you are, been, honestly, it's just been kind of gradual. Mm-hmm. Okay. Identify a need and then fix it. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. All right. Well, it's, let's... It's really easy just working with one person, and it's yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm going to talk to you in, like, two years, and you're going to have a board of investors, and you're going to be like, I don't know why I ever brought any of these people into this. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're all money-hungry birds. <laughs> yeah. They won't let me make my decisions. <laughs> No, no. There is maybe an opportunity for me up in Bellingham to start manu- manufacturing my products up there. And they were talking about stuff, and I was already like, um, but... Because I just... I put so much <sighs> intention into my products, mm-hmm. all the ingredients, and I want to make sure they're all organic and good for people. Like, that's mm-hmm. that's everything to me. I don't want people to start putting in that is uh, cheap and, not, and toxic. Like, that's not what I'm about, so... No. Well, what you could do, honestly, like uh, come up with almost like a quality agreement and and I'm getting into straight up quality assurance mode here, but you could, you know, you could enter into a legal contract and use your your lawyer guy and say, hey, look, I'm going to audit you guys. I'm going to come on site and I'm going to audit randomly to mm-hmm. make sure that you're following this procedure, this this ingredient list. You know what I mean? Or Yeah. I don't know, just a suggestion, but <laughs> but I I do understand when you're like I don't really want to hand this over yet. You know what I mean? Yeah, like but I really, just, uh, I kind of getting to a point where like, in order for me to grow, I need to do that. I need to like go a little bit, but also yeah, keep, I mean, keep my values. Yeah, and you've kind of you've kind of said that over the course of the episode. Like you need you need you know what you want help with in sales and production seem like logical places to add to that the opportunity to manufacture up in bellingham would be crazy cool that sounds right? amazing yeah no it sounds yeah. great no it's i'm really excited i don't know if it's going to happen or come into fruition i'm just going to speak mm-hmm. positively about it but mm-hmm. not get my hopes up kind of thing yeah and think on it you know marinating and making sure yeah. you're like you said a little hesitant about committing to it but who knows? Yeah, I'm not I'm not business savvy. It's you know, it's not my forte. And people, there's a lot of people in in the business industry, whatever that may be, that are not good people and that are manipulative. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I gotta watch out for that because I'm pretty like naive. I'm just I'm just so nice, you know. Not yeah, until well, I was you're... in high school, Corbin. I was really <laughs> in high school. I'm so nice now. <laughs> you were nice in high school, um, but well, when money or when wealth is like the driving force behind all that you do like that's just a a really unnatural place to come from as a person and so again i'm agreeing with you on like the hesitation because if you're not doing something for a purpose other than money like eh, like i don't really want to hear about it you know what i mean like i don't want to know about it because it's like yeah money's nice yeah money is money is a means but it's not it should never be 
not the reason for anything. Yeah. You know, it, it it's it's a positive byproduct is all it should be considered. But that should be turned into other positive things. Yes. Yeah. And <laughs> in, in, in redistributed, like you, you're trying to give back or you're trying to build something that is um you know, gonna benefit more than just you and yours. And so that's that's good to hear. But at the same time, some people are super smart with business, and you need to just piggyback that right away. All right, yeah. I'm just joking. <laughs> um, okay, well, we can close this interview out with the resources section, and this section is to give the audience something uh, to to take away, whether it's a book you're reading or if it's something that's hope uh that's been inspiring you or is just a positive influence on your life it could be anything that you can share with the audience that's what this section is for so honestly first off is i just want to encourage people to research cbds Mm -hmm. like if you're taking some type of pill every day i can almost guarantee there's a cannabinoid out there that will help help you like wean off of those you know Mm -hmm. i'm not a doctor and i can't say that kind of stuff so but mm-hmm. it will help, you know, do the research, ask around, um, you know, go to my website. I have my personal phone number on there. Like I love talking oh, wow. to people. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's me. It's all me. Um, you know, and I have a, a Facebook group called the We Be Kind CBD Hive and mm-hmm. the CBD is spelled C-B-E-E-D. So, you know, mm-hmm. incorporate a B in there a little bit. Um, yeah, there's lots of information on there. There's new product updates. There's discounts. Um, I also have a a mailing list you can subscribe to if you go to webekind.com. Nice. Um, yeah, gosh, Louisa Firethorn, she designed my labels. She designed my, uh, website. She is a badass. Mm -hmm. Like she is awesome. I recommend her to everybody and she's a dream to work with and so sweet. Um, so yeah, and you know, follow me on Instagram, please. Everything's Weeby Kind. Mm-hmm. And if you guys didn't catch us before, my last name's Weeby, so that's yeah. Weeby Kind comes in. Yeah, I, it's it pretty took me, cute. Yeah, it took me like I don't, I wasn't paying attention. It was right in front of me, but I did not notice that for the longest time. And then finally, <laughs> I was like, ah, oh. right. <laughs> so it's no, it's super clever. I like it. Thank you. Yeah, I honestly, I love my last name so much. <laughs> it works <laughs> with so many things. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, this business is the business of the heart. And I hope, you know, if people buy my products, I love reviews. I love feedback, like anything. Mm-hmm. Yep. It would be so appreciated. Yeah, and, and suggestions or, or requests, right? You yeah, wanna, like anything. You want to know what people want. Let me know. Yeah. Because okay. I'm just me. Yeah. And, and I that's cool I want, that you... I've already made everything that I want, basically. So. <laughs> no kidding. <huh? laughs> that's really cool that you uh, make yourself so available to explain things and answer questions. That's that building up that trust with your, your customer base or your end users. I mean, that's so invaluable. So it's props to you for doing that. That's awesome. Thank you. It gets a little like. Honestly, it gets a little heavy sometimes because mm-hmm. people look to me like I'm going to cure them or their dog. Uh. And um, 
I'm, I'm pretty, I'm a pretty empathetic person. So, (laughs) um, but honestly, like I can't, I always have to explain, I'm not a doctor, but it, I've always gotten such good feedback after, you know, I've talked to these people. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's really encouraging and, and helps me to keep going. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some, you know, sometimes like it seems like you might be somebody's life coach at times, but I'm sure it's it's all rewarding in the end. And yeah, you're only, definitely. It only gets heavy because you're exhausted from wearing 15 hats at the same time. Oh, so many hats. <laughs> well, Mallory, this was this was great to catch up via podcast, legitimately, and and it was great to learn more about your business and how you operate. Because as impressive as I thought it was before we started it's it's even more impressive now knowing that it's it's just you it's you <laughs> um, doing every single ounce of the work so yeah i i really hope you hire somebody soon <laughs> i but, am going to i have to <laughs> yeah for my sanity i have to but i wouldn't have it i honestly wouldn't ask for it to be anything other than crazy busy for you because that's that's what you that's kind of what you signed up for yeah <laughs> this was great and thank you thank you so much thank you corbin yeah and i will i will get links to all your content and your um your website and everything episode description and i'll post a blog post a little bit after this about the episode and um yeah everybody please go follow mallory we be kind at we be kind check out her facebook group the the we be kind cbd hive and yeah and research cbd so that you can figure out a way for it to help your life yes please i don't care where you get it (laughs) yeah it (laughs) doesn't have to be from you start taking them yeah (laughs) but make sure it's legit and healthy and good stuff and free of pesticides so (laughs) uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) disclaimer yeah awesome (laughs) 